0: Two things before we get into the text. I just want to let you know or remind you guys, if you're here uh, with us the first or second week, there's a framework that we are approaching the text with. And, and the framework involves two truths. The first is that before you get to the guidelines and the instructions, there's a blessing, okay? And that just comes out of the story of when the 10 guidelines, the 10 instructions are given. They're given after God sets his people free from slavery. And this has always been really significant to me because God does not go to his people and they're like enslaved and they're oppressed by Pharaoh in Egypt. He does not say, here's some guidelines for living. When you get these right, we will talk about setting you free. God flips that script and he says, listen, freedom comes first, blessing comes first. And then the guidelines are all about how do you live in response to that blessing. And that's why I would say very, very strongly, uh, these are not commandments. As I said, the very first week, the phrase 10 commandments does not appear in the Bible, period. When they are referred to in the Hebrew, it is instructions or guidelines for living. So, They're not meant to be commandments, they're meant to be guidelines, and and what we're doing is basically, I believe that if you live your life this way, that it's actually an invitation to be fully human, to to live a life that's actually an amazing life to live. And so that's the framework that we're approaching the text. Uh, As Jim said, Exodus 20 is very, very simple like some of these other uh, commandments that we've been dealing with. Don't steal, don't take things. Now, uh, where we're at in the story, again, we have to kind of pause and go, well, well, why would God have to say this? Because some of us, I think, get into the mindset of like, God's only interested in spiritual things. Like like God would say, like, don't, you know, don't write in your Bible or, or, you know, don't wear shorts to church. That's maybe what I would say. But but, uh, God says, listen, he's had all these commandments of like how to live with other people. And so, uh, thinking about this, uh, you have to put yourself in the mindset of what, like, what stealing and theft does to a community. Uh, I remember the first time I got something significant stolen from me was in college and, um, went out to get in my, uh, car and got in my car and there, where my stereo was, there was a hole, you know? And I was like, oh, okay. And, uh, and I remember the, the damage of the actual loss of the item that, you know, was not fun. But I don't know if you've ever had anything like this happen to you. Uh, what actually was even more troubling was what it did inside my spirit. Like somebody was in my space, without me knowing, without my permission. And I just felt like so I mean, violated, like it was like, "Wow, like, just you know, just and, and what it does. At a very simple of us erodes trust when i can no longer kind of turn my back on things that are mine and believe that they're going to be there when i get back the trust in other human beings just starts to deteriorate and so god says listen as my people are trying to live out of this blessing and and, and, and learn to be a people he's going to tell listen you've got to you've got to build relationships and communities of trust and when you take things trust gets eroded it gets broken down so um, again on the surface we go do not steal is very very easy but as we've been discovering the bible and jesus in particular they expand on these commandments and they they really flesh them out in interesting and provocative ways stealing is actually really interesting because um, the text appears originally in exodus 20 immediately following exodus 20 Uh, Moses and and God spend two chapters fleshing out what stealing looks like. So Exodus 21 and 22, there is descriptions of what stealing involves. And and what you begin to see is like, listen, animals, uh, that's livestock. That is value in this society. That is stealing. That's evident. Material goods, that's evident. That's what we think about. They also are like, listen, don't kidnap people. That's a form of stealing too. But the rest of the Bible, and this is just kind of a short laundry list of how the Bible actually defines stealing. And when you start to read this list, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe this is more complicated, biblically speaking, spiritually speaking, than I thought. Because uh, there are passages in the Bible that says, listen, when you overcharge people, like if you have a place of business or, or you lend money to somebody, you overcharge them, you're taking from them. Fair price. When you underpay your employees, there's a passage in the book of James written by Jesus' brother. And he's like, listen, you withhold wages from people, that is stealing. And he, uh, if you ever want to read something uncomfortable, if you're a small business owner, like read what James says about withholding equal wages from people. Because he don't pull punches. Uh, There's a guy named Malachi, which is a great name. And he writes to, uh, in the Old Testament, he says a form of stealing is not giving fully to God what is due to God. Now, just real quick, in the Bible, uh, there's a guideline that we call the tithe, 10%, just defined in the Bible that says, 10% of what you get should go back to God. And we just believe it's good wisdom and good things happen, but God also says, this is what you're supposed to do. And then that's the beginning part. And then over that, like generosity and giving gifts, like that's just the biblical way to live. It's a spiritual way to live. And Malachi says, listen, when you don't do that, God says, you're robbing me. You're stealing from me. And then uh, there's passages also in the prophets that said, listen, when you withhold generosity from the poor, you're stealing from them. You're stealing from them. So, Um, the concept of stealing in the Bible is very, very broad. And when you read that uh, list, maybe you can find yourself, maybe you've never stolen a car stereo from somebody, but maybe you can see a little bit of yourself in that list. And you're like, oh, okay, maybe I have flirted with this a little bit more. And, and you see that the biblical writers are really interested in this concept of saying, what does it mean to steal? Because we want people to live rightly. We want people to do the right thing. So let's help them understand what does it mean to steal, okay? But as I got into the text this week, I actually got led to sort of turn this thing around and to approach it from a different point of view. And so rather than talking about uh, stealing, uh, I began to explore another way. So at its essence, here's my thought process. Like at its essence, what is stealing? Like what is, what is it? Taking, taking, that's what it is, right? And so I was like, well, what would it mean to just talk about the opposite? If stealing is taken, let's, like, let's actually just talk about the opposite. Giving. So what would it mean and what does it mean biblically to give? What does it mean to give? And what does it mean to be generous? And that's where I wanted to to spend our time today. And to do it, I want to actually uh, start off with Jesus's words to his followers in Matthew 6, which Jim read for us this morning. And so again, the, the, the text is gonna be on the screen, Matthew 6, starting in verse two, Jesus says, whenever you give to the poor. So right off the bat, what do we notice? It's not if. Jesus just says, when you do it, when you give to the poor, don't blow your trumpet as the hypocrites do in the synagogues, that's like a church, and in the streets, that's like in public, so that they may get praise from people. Jesus is saying, when you give to the poor, check your motivation, check your heart. Don't, uh, Don't trumpet how good and how generous you are so that you can get praise for other people. It matters what your motivation is. I assure you, Jesus says, if that's your motivation, that's the only reward you're going to get. But again, when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that you may give to the poor. What? Yeah, it's not a trick question. In secret. Give in secret. And we're going to talk about that in, in a little, uh, in, a, in just a couple minutes. But Jesus is saying, listen, like do things in such a way that, that <laughs> the image of like, can your left hand do what your right hand doesn't know? I don't know. But Jesus is saying, don't call attention to yourself when you give. Just do it secretly. And then he says this, which brings a little bit of everything into light. Your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you. And so uh, Jesus is saying there's something, a blessing that comes. When you don't project, listen, how can I tell everybody how generous I am? When you don't project that, Jesus says, something happens. God rewards you. And, and this is not about some kind of like, you know, you're going to find $20 uh, laying in the street. It is, uh, it is a reward that's deep in your spirit. Like you get something out of this experience, right? You get something out of it. Um, before we go on, I wanna show you the verse before because this is just something I like to call attention to. Uh, this is the first verse just before that passage. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to what? Draw their attention. So again, Jesus is saying one, motivation. If you do, you will get, there's that phrase again, no reward, no blessing. But what I really wanna co- let you guys know about is that phrase, practice your religion. Everybody say, practice your religion. Uh, this is a, really a technical phrase for Jesus. It's an official phrase that would best be translated as acts of righteousness. You see, in Jesus's day, acts of righteousness were the things that you did to show how appreciative you were of God. And so Jesus says, listen, there are acts of righteousness that you do. And then he describes them. And the first one he says is giving. So Jesus says, you give because God gave to you. That is an act of righteousness. You don't do it to earn God's blessing. Just like we were talking about with the 10 commandments. You don't do it to earn God's blessing. You do it because God's been good to you. And, And we just say, well, Uh, my faith should not just be a a thing that I just kind of do that I feel good about myself. It should overflow to the rest of the world. So that's Matthew 6. Now, um, here's what I, I wanna spend some time doing because if you're new to E3, maybe just a few weeks, I want you to know that we practice giving pretty well. And I would say it actually this way. We are and are becoming a generous giving church. Yes, amen. That just means right on. So can anybody else, like say that? Right on, amen. Uh, technically, this is true. Okay, if you guys would be really big with me, this is true, but amen, right on. We are a generous church and we are becoming a generous church. So I wanna celebrate that. I'm so proud and humbled even to be a part of this. And I wanna show you what I mean by that. So we're just gonna go through some images of what we do and how I believe we live this out. What does it mean to give? That's the question. Well, giving looks a little bit like, uh, let's like see. Okay, so this is from uh, right after Hurricane Michael. And this was one of the first people that we we went to uh, that weekend when we loaded up, I think it was six vehicles and just drove over and started finding people to help. And by the way, we're, we're there this weekend too. I think we're in a place called Bristol. Um, and then uh, we're getting ready to gear up. Listen, uh, think about this number. I want you guys to remember this number, 20. Remember the number 20. Can you remember the number 20? We need 20 people next Saturday to go down and help repair and construct, do some construction work on a stable for farmers' horses, right? And I'm gonna talk about that. Like, you're like, what, really a stable? Like, can't we go build a school We're in the stable business right now. Next slide. Uh, This was what we alluded to last week, a temporary grocery store that we just drove uh, around Mariana and just set up because of the giving of this community. Right, next slide. This was uh, the July Guatemala trip. One of the ways that we give is not just financially, we give with time and we give with talents. And so we send people around the world to donate time for construction for people who need houses. That's what generosity can look like. Next slide. <laughs> this was just a, an in action shot of Carl Green going through the airport, I believe going to Haiti, because that's one of the other places that we just are generous and we give. Next slide. We build wheelchair ramps all over North Florida, constantly. This is not just like a one-time thing. We're constantly doing this. And, and people just give time. They give talent. They give resources. Next slide. We gave this year in an investment in the future of our community. We did this thing called uh, One Mission where we just asked the, ask the community to say, listen, would you give to invest in the future of E3 through uh, remodeling and relocating our kids' ministry, re- uh, remodeling our lobby, remodeling student ministry in this space, and all the while asking, like, we do this because we believe that people need to hear about God and they hear about Jesus. And this community responded amazingly. Yeah. Next slide. This is my favorite story. Anybody, anybody know what this is? It's Christmas from last year. So uh, last year we did this series called uh, Adventus, which was just these weeks around Christmas. And before I tell you what we actually did, I wanna give you and remind some of you guys of the context. Has anybody ever been month to month in your savings? We're like, you're like, I'm not sure. We got this month covered, but there's no savings. There's no cushion. All right. We experienced like a, a tidal wave of, of financial struggles about 18 months ago. Right? And we weren't month to month. Anybody ever been week to week? We were day to day, which meant practically every time we got a bill, we had to pause and we could say, can we pay this bill today. Zero margin, zero cushion. And then at the same time, God started stirring in my heart and in the leadership of the church. He's like, you know what? When Advent comes, when Christmas comes, we need to challenge our community to not just give to sustain the church because we're in crisis. but actually, uh, we need to, to not put our hands on all of it and just say, we just need to be generous. And so for four weeks in Advent, Every week, we just did something generous. We supplied a couple trucks worth of supplies to W.T. Moore Elementary. We adopted that school. We bought gifts uh, for for kids. We wrote letters. And then on Christmas Eve, anybody remember this? We just said, listen, we're gonna take an offering for for people who are in need. We don't know who these people are. We're not gonna keep any of it. And people just like responded. That's what type of community you are uh, sitting in today a generous giving community. And I think, yes, that is right on, amen, and true. So this is what giving looks like. This is what it looks like. And and there's something that's so fascinating and beautiful about when you start to do this. Now, you guys have heard me talk about this uh, a lot. Listen, if you do something enough, you go from performing an action to it becoming your identity. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes you talk about that in bad things, but I'm talking about right now in in a beautiful, good thing. You know, just think about the world out there. How many amazing meals does somebody have to cook before they become a chef? You do that enough and you're not just a cook, you're a chef. You know, you, you, you run and you lift and you, and you stretch yourself physically enough and you are not just running and lifting and stretching. Now you are an athlete. We move from verbs to nouns, actions to identity. And giving, what does it look like to give? Man, if you do it enough, it just becomes the identity of who you are. And we're not all the way there yet, but we are becoming that. And here's the deal Let's put that Matthew 6 slide up again, uh, Matt. See, another way that your left hand doesn't know what your right hand's doing is if your actions are so habitual and just so automatic that you don't have to think about it. That's identity stuff. That's how your left hand doesn't know what your right hand's doing. If your right hand just responds by getting your wallet out to give before your left hand's even like, whoa, what's happening over here? You see, that's what I think Jesus is getting at. Give repeatedly, constantly, so that it becomes your automatic identity, your DNA. This is just what we do here. And that's what we're becoming. That's where we're going. So I wanna give you guys some some practical, conceptual approaches to this, okay? Um, uh, So... There's this quote comes from a couple different people. Mother Teresa, one a guy named Andy Stanley also said this, uh, but they challenge people to not, uh, don't get overwhelmed with everything. They say, do for one what you cannot do for all. Think about that. We live in a connected world. There's so much need out there, isn't there? And sometimes we get so overwhelmed with the need that we like, I don't even know where to start. And so we're good people, and, but we don't do anything because we don't know where to start. And this, this just reminds me to say, listen, start with one person, one person. And that's why we are kind of evolving our, our, our activities to, to respond to Michael. That's why we're doing it the way we're doing it because we're like, it's overwhelming, but we can start with one farmer in Jackson County. That's basically what we did or one street, one road. And then we said, okay, now where? And now where, now where? Now the practical is: you see that already. Think about going deep, not wide. Because we all just wanna like spread it out to as many people as we can. When we start to give, we're like, man, I just wanna have a huge impact. What I'm coming to realize as I get a little bit of, of years behind me is that real change in my life happens when I put maximum amount of energy into a very narrow window. We could throw resources all over the place, but very little will happen, practically speaking. But when you pour energy and resources and focus into one specific person, one specific area, one specific stable, you see change. You can. So what does it mean to give? It means, look, think about going deep, not wide. Think about going long-term, not short-term. You know why we're active in Haiti, and Uganda and Guatemala because we have long-term relationships in every one of those places. We have people we know. And we've been back there long enough now that we can go and we can tell, hey, how's so-and-so doing? How's, how's Lonnie doing? How, how are these people doing? And you see the effects and the, and the ongoing struggle. So when you think about giving, don't just kind of like do drive-by philanthropy of like throw $100 out the window and drive on. Invest over the long term. That's what we try to do. And then the last thing, time, not just money. Not just money. Giving uh, your, the generosity of this community financially has could tell amazing stories, and they do. But it's not just the financial st- stuff that we share. It's the time that we invest that makes such a difference because these are human beings in Guatemala. They're human beings in Jackson County. They're human beings in Bristol. And we want, it's a story that we tell and it's a person we know. So give your time, not just your money. I added to this list. And the reason why I'm keeping this conceptual is because I have just listed some practical ways that you can give if you want to. Global outreach interest meeting. Helping uh, this Saturday with this build. Wheelchair ramps. All of these things are ongoing. So uh, a couple more things on this list. Um, Next slide, Matt, please. What it means to give. Give intentionally. Look, random acts of kindness are good. But my life of faith requires me to orient my life around giving. I need to purpose my life around giving. I am going to become a person of of generosity. Give diligently, finish the project, finish the job. Don't just start and then kind of get distracted. There's always a tendency, there's always another need. If you commit to something, stay in it for the long haul until it's done, until it's done. Give extravagantly. First thing I wanna let you guys know, do you know where the origin of the term generous comes from? The, the, the origin, the etymology, uh, generosity used to mean in the Middle Ages, it came from the idea to ennoble somebody, to take somebody and make them noble. Think about that. Like in the Middle Ages, it literally meant to take somebody who, who was not of a noble birth, who was not of the nobility, and you elevate them to nobility. Giving extravagantly literally just means that you have the opportunity to take somebody who is maybe just falling on hard times, maybe is somehow less fortunate to you, and you give them nobility and purpose and honor. And you can do this, this is the second thing, this is you can do this without spending a dime. Even though if you have a dime to spend, you can and you should, but this is extravagance does not just have to do with, listen, I'm wealthy. Extravagance has to do with how much can you commit? How much can you give? How much presence can you bring to a situation? Be all there. Give creatively. We've had people both in one mission and even now that said, listen, I'm a little bit short of cash, but I have some assets I can liquidate. I can sell things and then I can put those resources in play in the kingdom of God. Brainstorm. Become a person of generosity. And then as Jesus said, give secretly. Because here's the deal. If you don't, pride has a way, at least in my life, of seeping into everything I do. And when I don't give secretly, I get to pat myself on the back. And maybe you guys have even been in churches if you hung around them all. Oh, you see that? I brought brought that row of chairs over there. That row of chairs has my name on it. It, um, It's hypothetical, it doesn't. Giving secretly keeps my pride out of it because I don't get to tell anybody. Just give secretly. So that's conceptually uh, where uh, things can go. And uh, I wanna just kind of leave you guys with a couple of thoughts before the band comes up. I watched this movie last night. I became aware of it this, this week. And uh, it's this movie, Yes Man, with Jim Carrey. Anybody seen this movie? Okay, again, I have no idea what movies you guys watch. Um, so it's this movie. It came out a few years ago. And uh, I'm, I'm going to show you the trailer. Uh, there's a couple of little sketchy things. It's PG. Trailer's PG. Movie's PG-13. But just watch this. I want to talk about how it impacted me. Carl Allen has reported for duty. I'm not a soldier, Norman. I'm having a little get-together at my place. WE ARE SPARTA! Yeah, no. No, no. Nope. no. You're always making excuses. No means no. When's the last time you did anything fun? Hi. Charles, long time no see. You must be running this place by now. I could've. Didn't want to get tied down. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I've lived. I'm a yes man. Wow. Yes! Yes! No. You say no to life, and therefore you're not living. Every time an opportunity presents itself, you will say yes. 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 I do want to take guitar lessons. I am Park Would you be the man for me? I guess so. Yes, I would like to learn Korean. <laughs> What did he call me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Discover what happens. You have to say yes to everything. Yes. Do you need a ride? On that thing? (laughs) When every question. Can I borrow a couple bucks? Are we gonna fight or what? Would you like to throw loose to your bridal shower? Has the same answer. Yeah. Sure. Why not, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love love that. That is sweet, Carlos. Thanks, (laughs) Fred. I never had a Red Bull before, but I had a Red Bull last night. I really like Red Bull. Yeah, you seem a little hyper. Oh, Say yes. Oh. To The world's a playground. But somewhere along the way, everyone forgets it. Excuse me, could I? Absolutely! Oh. Was I chewing gum before? Jim Carrey. Not a bump of hot sauce. You guys are really into this yes thing. Yes, man. Would I like to increase the size of my... Right. Like I need that. (laughs) What's he gonna do with that? You're all wondering. (laughs) The movie's really a sweet movie, and, and it really is more about liking, just engaging life, right? But there's this scene where uh, his friend, Bradley Cooper, the actor, is, is asking Jim Carrey, they're like, listen, so did you just say yes to everything? It's like there's a program going in your head. And he says this, and this is where it impacts me, uh, and the idea of giving and giving becoming just something who you are and who we are. He says, well, initially, yeah, the program is just you say yes to everything, and they're like, so whether you want to or not. And he's like, yeah, initially you just say yes. But he says, what I found is that over time, I discover that then I want to say yes. And even though initially I'm just saying yes because I was told to do it, that actually what happens is that I learned that I want to do it. That's what Jesus is after. Not just be generous because you should, But do it long enough and you will find that you will be generous because it has become who you are. And we are becoming a community of generosity. And what I want most you guys to hear, let's stand up together. What I want you guys to hear the most is we are experiencing this communally. I am trying to tell you I am celebrating the generosity of this community. I am proud of this community and I think God is proud of it too. And so uh, as we explore this, know that we're on our way already. We're on our way already. And the fruit of generosity is so amazing. Don't miss out on it, okay?